No one wants to hear me, but... Hello and welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast. My name is Chris Bratt and today I'm joined by Mr. Tom Ari. Hello. Mr. Jim Drinker. Right. And my partner in crime... It's David Scammell. <laughs> we did have some fun, didn't we, brothers? <laughs> just, just in case anyone was unclear on this, um, I, I can confirm that it will be impossible for Dave to ever actually break the law in any kind of serious way. <laughs> yeah. Because we, we caused a little bit of mischief last night, and Dave, Dave wouldn't even be seen near me in case, in well, case anything went down. You are, Should I'm we not explain very, what's going on? Yeah, I'm not very good at this, whereas you are the original prankster. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'll let you do it. Yeah, it was the the X Factor came to Croydon last night. I don't mm. know if anyone saw Simon um, Cowell. Everyone, Simon Cowell was, was there. great. Simon, Simon Cowell and ben, with his ben, flat head, Ben Ben Hubadubidu. Hey now, ben, what, hey now, is that actually hey, his name? Now. Ben, hey now, hey yeah. now, that's incredible. Does he sing that song? He hasn't done it yet, but I assume it's what they'll do when he goes out. It's going to be the winner's song. <laughs> That'll be harsh. Yeah, well, uh, she's going to sing it. Is yeah. he not already out? No, he's no, in he's the in the final. final. That's why he was in Croydon. So they popped down. They they did a little ditty outside of the the Whit Gift Center. Oh, did he? And I mean, well, they got there an hour late and performed two songs. I wasn't that impressed, to be honest. But two yeah. songs and he fucks off. Yeah. yeah. But Dave and I went down with a, a sign promoting <laughs> videogamer.com. No, it didn't promote videogamer.com, did it? It did. It said video gamer. I don't know why people. It didn't say it video didn't, gamer TV. It didn't say video gamer TV. Okay, so it, it said com. subscribe to video gamer yeah, on the but sign. That's not going to help, is it? I know, but I didn't actually think that people would see it and go, yes, I'm well, going to go and look for so that. Video that game YouTube channel that's just called Video Gamer that isn't ours is yeah, going to do really well. I don't so think it is. It's probably damaged them, if anything. On Saturday, this is broadcast somehow, makes it onto TV. I'm pretty sure we got onto telly. 12 million people are watching it, and they all go, oh, I'll subscribe to Video Gamer. Okay, but that's the, it. The part where... The, they will if they do show the, the bit in Croydon, then I th- I, I'm fairly confident <laughs> we're going to get on. It will be during a montage... And we're somewhere near the back, waving. What is? We're not near the back at all. Are we not? No, there was loads of people behind us. They'll, oh, right, okay. they? they'll, they'll oh, Photoshop yeah. it or do some Plus, CG wizardry. It will say "support Ben Hay now." That sign. <laughs> um, uh, Dave showed me the footage this morning. You're like you're like the only placard in a sea of no placards. Surprise! Surprise! It's your finest work. You're so it's excited. amazing. You're jumping up and down your little face. I can't wait for people to see it. Yeah. So the the, the actual reason we did it was to uh, record a little video outro. When I mean. I mean, if we get onto IGTV or in the Croydon Guardian, both of those would, would just be the icing it's on gonna the cake. Be, it's going to be one of those things that's on the extra factor, isn't it? It's going to be like, who are video gamer? What is this? And it's going to turn into like some sort of extra factor meme. That <laughs> we'll have ITV2 coming around to the office interviewing us. Who are sure. you? I'm not sure that's going to happen. That'd be great. Please do it. But yeah, it was um, like, you know, the, it was quite fun doing that part of it. But the, the hour leading mm. up to... To Ben actually arriving was I'm still it, shivering. One of the worst too. hours of my life. Uh, listening to the two DJs from Heart FM. I'm sure it's a fine radio station. They, they had their work <laughs> cut out though, didn't they? Because <laughs> clearly Ben and Simon had ri- arrived pretty late, and and they were trying to build up the hype. Was he in his battle bus? Uh, they said that. They, they said that, the yeah. hashtag. Hashtag XF Battle Bus. Oh, that's what they were saying. And then the PR went, did a little fist bump, like, yes, I got the hashtag out, yes. Well, I didn't hear it, so you did a shit job. Did you see it? The bus? No. No. Uh. They have erected a bus in Croydon. Have you seen it? They've erected a bus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Outside game, there's now a little, like a multicoloured bus. There's loads of them dotted about. Is that I don't know what it is. Uh, it says do not climb. No, no, no. I immediately no. wanted it, it, to it's climb like, it. It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a borough-wide art installation. There's all a these bus. little different types oh, of buses. we had one of those in, in Liverpool and it was yeah. a combination of a <clears> lamb and a banana. A banana lamb. Or maybe a lamb banana. I don't know. We had one in Edinburgh it, where it was all cows. 
cows, there's different coloured cows all around the city. So it's pretty stuff. It's the kind of thing that if you haven't seen it in another place, it's like, oh, that's that's like a quirky little thing to do. It's actually the same bullshit that every council yeah. in the land has done. I'm pretty sure Bournemouth around. had cows, multicoloured cows. Probably, like, probably the yeah, same ones. Get the same mascot. Sure uh, them that's not great. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, that was that was last night. It was it was fun, wasn't it, Dave? I enjoyed it immensely, Excellent. especially when you moved away from me, so I didn't you, have to be associated. We were walking with you. down there with the sign, and as we approached the security, I thought Dave was joking. He was like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to you have to go walk on your own now." It's like, what? We're not we're not doing anything illegal, Dave. He's like, I, "I know, but we." <clears> the can't. security guard did tell you to stop. Yeah, but that was later on. Are you? Beforehand. I couldn't believe that. You were told to stop being excitable, mainly, weren't you? I think it was well, I think it was sign. more like, please stop advertising your thing. <laughs> your shitty fucking <laughs> On our television sign. show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Well, should we talk about some video games? Nah. No. Excellent. It's nearly Christmas. What's everyone There's no getting? video games. I'm not getting any video games for Christmas. You know, probably for the You've first year. You've already got Dragon Age to play. I was going to say, probably Dragon for Age. the first <laughs> I don't year know why I said it like that. in my entire <laughs> life, I have... Uh, I'm not going to be getting any video games. You've already got them. I was going to say because I nick all mine from work now. I've so. still got I've still got last year's Christmas games to play. I still got to play Mario 3D World. I've got Zelda on 3DS to play. Yeah. Smashing. Jeez. Um, so there you go. But I've asked for Dragon Age. Yep. Yep. Who have you asked? Amazon wishlist. So whoever's got that. Whoever sees. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. So probably. Who buys you presents at the moment? Who would buy you a present for Christmas? All, my, all of my loved ones. Yeah, but who is that? Who's that? All of the lovely video gamer listeners. I'll tell you what, Scammel, <laughs> you're not my secret Santa, so I'm not buying you anything. We do have an office secret Santa. Yeah, and I've just ruined the secret part of that. Mm. Uh, I know who I've got. Well, I presumably, yes. <laughs> and, you do. And uh, it's going to be great. Okay, good. Well, uh, I feel like I know who I've got as well. <laughs> and, uh, this, yes, I know. No, this is sort of a thing that, that you're supposed to know it, who you've it's, got. It's a component that's, of the secret Santa that you know yeah, who you're buying things. It's not for. a surprise. It's gonna, it's gonna be magic. Okay, good. it's either gonna be magic or there's gonna be a lawsuit after it. <laughs> if, we, if we had a HR department, they'd be involved. <laughs> well, I look forward to that. I think I'm the HR department. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, definitely not. Oh, <laughs> I'm disappointed. Okay, I'm, mm. I'm desperately trying to make someone talk about a video game. Well, let's talk about video it's games. Come on. We've played the crew a lot. We've been we, playing Dave? the crew, but... Oh, God, that excitement already. I'm glad, Dave, I've, I'm glad I shifted to topics. Because Dave is really down on the crew, even though he's played it for hundreds of hours. <laughs> Davey Downer. I haven't played it for hundreds of I'm hours. I'm reviewing the crew, yeah. And you've seen, you may have seen impressions on mm-hmm. the website. Dave isn't reviewing the crew, has no reason to play the crew other than to argue with you. I'm a lover of video games. And he has finished it before me. Yeah, this Nerd. is a game that is quite big. He I, says it is. Do you isn't, know what I did over the weekend? I dicked on the crew. That's nice. what I did. Good, well done. I dominated that video Stop game. It. Okay, cut, Tom, carry on, please. Yeah. Um, so I, I quite like the crew. Yeah. Well, so why, why is has the review not uh, gone up yet? Is because it, it's, <laughs> it's, no, I know. It's, I, I want to talk about. Why have you not done your job, <laughs> Mister Boss Man? That's not exactly what I was saying. I was I was leading into talking about the multiplayer. It's, it's still because having... it's because it's a we didn't get it until it was out more mm-hmm. or less. And or the day before, I think, or something. And B, it's quite large, right? Fair enough. And sort of an MMO, but not really. Is anyone? Co- it's uh, not an MMO at all. We're still confirming that it's. I'm confirming right now. It's not an MMO. It's, it's, it's basically an MMO in the same way that Call of Duty is an MMO. Okay. Is well. Okay. I'll tell you what? why it fails as an MMO. One, it's easier and better to play on your own. Right. Two. 
There is no MMO structure to it whatsoever. The problem is that there's no... <laughs> please, see, I... please see number one of my friends. <laughs> about an an MMO would usually have, like, for example, you'd all have different classes, you get together, and you all have your own role and there's things There's an like incentive that. to work together. And yeah. this does not have that, because you're all just driving cars around. <laughs> and to do an event, you have to be the same, because the events are set up per class of car, so you couldn't join it if you weren't sort of like the well, I, the circuit car is made for those type of cars that I just event, expected so. it so you drive up to an event and suddenly it's almost like an instance type thing where you're thrown in with a load of other it does try players. and do that but I don't but think enough people really, are playing it, it to work as have, well as it could do does it, it doesn't though I never had well you that. can instantly play with people in your session can't you yeah but no one wants to because they're all doing their own yeah. thing mm. yeah it's not a game that doesn't feel like it's got these PvP zones which are just it's just multiplayer racing um, and it's got so that isn't really an MMO either. That's just that's First, just PPV zones like generally. MMOs is like when you where you go to kill each other. It's so. not a PVP zone. It's an icon. Then you go into a lobby. Yeah, and it's horrifically unbalanced. I was there and I'd finished the game, and my car at the time was about level eight hundred, and I was racing against like level one hundred cars, mm. and I was getting like a one and a half mile lead on them. And I'm like, well, that doesn't sound very fun. This is shit. Like. <laughs> Well, I'm, uh, what's, like, they must be hating. I mean, I'm loving it because <laughs> I'm getting all the, all the dollar. But they must be sitting there going, oh, I'm a bothering. This yeah. is a it's story. got this whole faction thing. So you can join a faction. There's five of them, I think, in the end. Once it's really, it sounds like they've just and kind so of... Like, so that's like the, the, the map is put into five zones. You can pick one of them. I just stick with the first one because if you change, you lose all your faction points. Do you? Yeah. Jeez. So you have to start again. So the idea is if you build up your... By doing faction events, which are kind of separate to the story, you can build up your reputation, and then you earn like a like a paycheck each day based on how well you are represented in the game. Okay, um, but the problem is that it doesn't really. There's no other than like a little bit of money. It doesn't feel like anyone is competing together. It's not like the horde versus the alliance. It there's no sense of like factions going fighting each other and okay, stuff that, that's, that's, even that's though it's there and you can sort of see it on the map when you when you sort of turn the game on it kind of gives you an update if you go to that section on the on the main screen but there's no sense of like there's no there's no competition <clears throat> because you don't care mm. like, why would you ever switch faction if you're going to lose all your stuff why would you not stick to the original know. faction that you're know, in that, that you, everyone else you like their icon more i don't know i mean I'd, i'm not sure if i've just missed something because it feels like there should be more. I think the developers missed something of an incentive. Because well, playing <laughs> playing it on my own, I, I I enjoy it, and it's I do want to keep playing it and level up and get new cars and level up my car and all this kind of stuff. And there is a a good hook to keep you playing, sure. I think. And I don't like the handling. Once you get past the initial cars, which are all a bit the initial car, which is a bit rubbish, you have to upgrade it basically so that it becomes something worth driving. Um, it's quite fun. I quite like the handling. It's arcadey. It feels a bit like a, an old Need for Speed kind of open world game. Sure. Um, but there's no... I don't see why I would play it with other people because okay. it, doesn't, it doesn't give me enough incentive to do it. I've got a question. If if the MMO aspect of that game isn't quite as impressive as, it, yeah. as you thought it might be, are there not better racing games to play in well, like a single player style there are yeah. well, the thing is every game that is like that game mm. is better than that well, game but what other games are like it though Burnout exactly. Paradise Burnout I know, Drive Burnout Paradise <clears throat> was a long time ago this I think has a better hook to keep you playing than all those other games nah, it's not as fun. good a game but it has like the levelling aspect and the constant progression of your own level your car level and stuff is 
like it, it is quite sort of I want to keep going, I want to get to the next bit, I want to get the next part, etc. Um, and the size of it is impressive. Like the map is huge, and no other game, racing game, has that size map. True. And as much as um, it looks a bit ropey in places, the scale of it and like the the variation in it is it is unlike anything else I've played in a racing game. And that does add that does add something. The scale to is it. impressive. Yeah. I'll give them that. The scale and the uh, the the world. Mm. You, you mean to visit E3 again? I've, I have. I've seen it, but um, visually it is not. And I think sometimes it can look a bit flat. Like I don't think the yeah. cities like. You'd expect like massive skyscrapers and At things times, like that, and I think the vistas nice, aren't but... so particularly impressive. Yeah. The scale of it, though, it is, has some is nice good. touches. Like you go through like a, like a swampy area, and like birds are flying up over the like the, the like the water level and stuff, and it all looks kind of like they add little touches on those animals that, although it's repeated animation, these animals run across you as you're driving along, run across the road and stuff. But none of them really feel like big areas like cities don't feel yeah. like cities they just yeah. feel like areas you're passing through they just feel like tiny little locations really rather than mm-hmm. i'm in new york yeah i'm in san francisco it doesn't really feel yeah. like that it's like oh you're yeah. going up the san francisco hills yeah. it's just a tiny like 100 meter road well no that's that's exaggeration they're bigger than that but it's a small road and really it's just like you know that's the main part of san francisco that's like mm. the big you get a small sense that you're in these locations exactly not, that's right they're yeah. not full recreations of each of these big cities and they're never gonna be of course but but the, the overall package is still impressive in terms of the size of it like you can just drive for miles and miles like there's bits where you drive if you haven't unlocked the air or gone to the area before and there's an event that you have to drive there first to unlock that for fast travel essentially sure so you might I'd sort of put the GPS on it, it says it's like 40 kilometers away and stuff and that is like it's a long it's a big world like you drive there and even if you cut across because you can go off road like up a mountainside or whatever it's still a big game it takes a long time to get to these places um, I mean I I do like it as much as it is a bit broken and clearly not the online multiplayer MMO type experience that they sort of said it might be or is um I enjoy playing it. I don't know whether that means it's a good game, but I am enjoying it, and I think lots of people can get. We would get something out of it, even though it isn't the game that it could have been. Sure. Well, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I. I. I sometimes um, feel a bit weird about that, though. The, the the idea that you're enjoying the progression of it, but every so often you ask whether or not you actually think it's a good game. I mean, I like. That. I like the game, the handling, and everything else. I like. Stuff, the stuff that's rubbish, like the storyline, is appalling. Oh, can, yeah. Can you walk us through that? Because there's that's a scene, really... Dave. I'm not sure you remember it. The whole thing is terrible. The guy is he's in a diner, and you're just about to meet this new character. I remember this scene. And his phone goes off in the diner, yeah, because this woman's a hacker. She's her lines are awful in this, and all the women in it are so sexualized, it's unbelievable. Really? Like he, when she walks in, he basically looks at her ass and follows her down the. It does, that is the cutscene, by yeah. the way. And um, in, but his phone goes off, and he the reaction to this is that he throws everything off off his uh, table onto the floor. He just smashes <laughs> it all because he's so surprised that his phone has gone off. He goes, "Oh, I'll just loses <laughs> loses the plot and smashes all this stuff on his table." And it's like, what? I don't quite understand what's going on. Like the story is awful. They're and, obsessed with killing people yeah, as well. And like, everyone, like what? I just never <laughs> saw that driving going. game. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's all meant to be about this gang. But the problem is that it feels like the softest and hardest gang in the world at the same time because you're never doing anything like often you're like it's a bit like the hunger games in that it's hard it feels like it should be hard but 
based on the film anyway, the first one, I've only seen the first one, every hard decision she'd have to make, she gets away with because someone else does it. Mm. And in this, like, he's been told to kill someone. He says, I won't kill him. I'll just kind of knock him off the road and someone will just make him hide for a while. And it's like, hmm. Not really, like, it doesn't feel like a hard gang thing. Yeah. Do, do it's, they, it's a revenge game, basically. Do they use guns, or is it... No, they you, never, each other with you cars. never use a gun, and you never kill anyone, so why is it? Cr- I, I don't get why it needs to... Why there has to be a crime story there. Like, because it, I, it's all about... Because so the kids love it, man. It's so badly... Like, the whole thing is so badly thought out in terms of the plot. Like, it's... Your brother gets killed, you're framed for it. By the a guy car. That's, the guy that's doing it all is like... And then you you investigate him undercover, even though... He somehow doesn't know who you are, even though you are the one that he set up. But aren't all the objectives like races? Yeah. yeah. So even how stuff do you investigate that shouldn't be a race is a race. And like, by the way, by the way, this is a well, it's a minor spoiler, but really, like, just honestly, no one cares. Um, by the end of the game, you do they call like V eights and V fours yeah. and V twos yeah, and basically that's your level. That's your level, like, yeah. and and so. The main guy is the V8. The bad guy is the V8, yeah, right? Yeah, Shiv or something. Yeah, Shiv. He's yeah. the leader of the gang now. Shiv sounds like a your brother was the name. old leader of the gang. By yeah, the way. and Shiv killed your brother. I right? knew it. I knew so it. So you've got to work your way up the gang to get to Shiv and kill him mm-hmm. right? by racing. By racing, but <laughs> you get to like his deputy level, and you meet him, and he still has no idea who you are. Mm. You walk up to him, he's like, "Oh, you're my deputy. You're the guy." It's like, surely, <clears throat> like. <laughs> In this application process, there would be... <laughs> Don't, you would at least have met the guy. You hired me. <laughs> he had no idea who I was. I walked out with a gun to him. Who are you? Uh, I'm the guy who's been doing all your jobs. Oh. And this guy... The, Smashing. The, the, <laughs> the corrupt cop, Coburn, I think his name is, oh, who set it all up oh. originally, he, uh, like... Uh, I don't know, by about towards the end, he becomes like one of the people that talks to you on the phone and stuff and you do stuff for him. And he has no clue who you are. He has no clue that you're the one that he set up and sent to prison for murdering your brother. And it's like, what? How? He's I like, don't understand. I don't it. get it. And there's clearly something else going on now, like some kind of conspiracy. No, there really of, isn't. Is there not? No. Oh, it seemed like it was going to set up some kind of big twist. There is maybe, no twist. Maybe there isn't. But um, <laughs> it's just the the plot and everything else and how they kind of build the plot into some of the missions is just bad and they they make lots of stuff that shouldn't really be an event into an event like you have to take people to places and some reason for no reason whatsoever this is timed so you have to do it in a certain time it's like no there's no pressure on this at all but i've got to do it in within like 90 seconds or i fail i mean lots of it is so easy you wouldn't fail God, this honestly this Go is around the only... hitting the boxes this is yeah. the only thing that you've said so far that makes me really want to play the crew is to experience this. There's, I, one, I love, there's one mission where... I love shitty crime stories. <laughs> in fact, there's loads of missions like this because they're all the same. But um, you have to go around and smash up boxes. And the, and the objective is <laughs> you have to find the right box with this item in it, right? <laughs> but it says... You do this in your car, right? Yeah, yeah. Really and it just cool. says just smash 80 of the 100 boxes and then you've won in cipher. The idea is I'm meant to find the right one. <laughs> I'm just going around smashing them all over. Oh, God. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you, you found the right one. Nice. Magic. Great. <laughs> There's also a bit where you pick up this thing from this big cargo container to take somewhere and you soon, because it's in this massive con- container, like a thing on like a cargo ship. Mm. And, um, I don't remember this. Time. And then he just goes in it and whatever it is, it's so small, it just sits in his car and it's being, he's apparently was stored in this cargo ta- container to avoid suspicion. Yet, it was so small, they could have just put it somewhere a lot less suspicious than a massive cargo container in like in the middle of nowhere like hmm wonder why that's there to hide this do you think like 
I don't know. It sounds like this story was never made for a racing game. But this like, is they the just thing, kind like, of freaked out. And I never expected there to be a story in this game. Like when they it. first announced it, like, Burnout doesn't have a story. No. I just thought it'd be like that. I, I, Go online with your mate. I mean, Test Drive... Did Test Drive 2 try and do some know, story? But Test Drive, basically, was just you drive around and do stuff. Yeah. Like, and it, in a way, had more MMO-type elements than this does, because you could have, like, clubhouses and stuff, mm. and it felt more like you were part of a world and other people could be part of it with you and this doesn't seem to have that honestly i feel like they've stuck the mmo thing on there so they can get away with it being a permanent internet connection right it does the only thing about it that's mmo like really is that your save is on the cloud it is, well, there is absolutely no reason why you shouldn't be able to play that game offline it's a sort of a sim city scenario where there's you can play through the whole thing like i did in single player and i did it happened to me where i did a couple of races and uh, it was like, oh, the server's, server mm. connection's been mm. lost. And it chucked me back like two or three races worth of progress. I was like, this is bollocks. Like, what is, I'm not even playing it online. There's no point to this. And I was just, oh, you're just shite when that happens. But at the same time, I still quite like it. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I can't, honestly, I can't work out why. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be after the beta. The I'll beta, give it that. The problem but... with the beta is that you get, it's just like the opening car. And the opening cars, because they upgrade in terms of parts, and when you level up, often you get an extra boost to all of them and stuff, that they, they handle and perform much better later on. So in the beginning, you're being hampered by the fact you have a rubbish car mm. that handles badly, performs badly, etc. So it becomes a lot better once you've improved all that stuff. But I stuck with that car the whole way through, though. Yeah, I, didn't, I never bought do. a single car up until the end. I credit. bought a few. but Obviously, you upgrade the, the performance parts and all that, and True. the new types, the dirt and mm. circuit and all that, but... Same car, same car. Then at the end, though, well, you can do this whenever, I think, but um, you can... So all the, the cars are really expensive, and you don't actually earn a lot of money from winning races in the story. Well, this is why the faction thing's meant to come yeah, in. Yeah, you earn money from factions and PvP stuff. Yeah. Um, but a Isn't lot... every, everything about that game PvP? Surely you just ra- you'd be racing against other people. You'd be racing against AI in yeah, the story. But in, in, mm-hmm. You can choose oh. often, to, like some of them, you could go play it with other people. Yeah. Okay. You can do it at pretty much any event, but there are there's specific specific any that real to incentive be. to do that because often it just either makes the objectives a bit more so that because there's more people to do it, mm. or it's just like, um, like that crate one, for example. If you're doing it with someone else, the amount of crates you have to get increases. So if the other person isn't particularly doing that well, you're being hampered by them being mm. rubbish. But obviously like the, the, the currency is there to sort of balance it out, make sure there's not mm-hmm. people driving around really fast cars and all that. But one of the Uplay rewards, um, which is Ubisoft's sort of unlockable mm. thing for fulfilling objectives in all of their games, one of them is for a really fast Dodge Viper. I think it's a Dodge Viper. And I unlocked it, and suddenly it's like, this car must be worth a lot of money, like, credits-wise. But you can't buy it through credits. You can only buy it through Uplay. Uh, not for real money, by okay. the way. Um, and I unlocked it, and suddenly it's like, well, I'm just going to win everything now, because and I haven't even spent any of the in-game money, like, any of the currency that I've earned. And it's like, I've got all this cash and a car that I'm never, ever going to need to replace. So I upgraded it by winning a load of skill stuff, because it can just d- dominate those mm-hmm. challenges now. And it's like I'm sitting at like a level 1100 on this car. The max level is like 1299. And I just, every race that I'm going in, it's just, it's not even a challenge anymore. <laughs> and that's just an un, you know, an yeah, unlockable I, for the. I tend to, like, in games that have a, like a sense of progression, even if it's just like, you know, acquiring new gear for an RPG or whatever, I hate when there's some kind of 
outside element that gets involved. Like, I, I'm not a fan of pre-order bonuses that give armor because part mm. of the fun of it is every you know you'll do a mission and get something new and you'll be like, yes, now I, I can equip this. When you start off with like something that, that trumps everything else. Uh, well, I mean, of, you don't start. It's not a pre-order yeah, bonus. You don't have and to do it. I mean, I haven't got this car. And possibly it's like I've 100 you play points. Because I haven't. So it is and you should earn 100 you play yeah. points by doing the story pretty quick, really. Okay. Um, but yeah, the fact that it's there, it's just like, well... You know what I mean? It's just like a free... Essentially a free gift because you earn those points in the game anyway. But And it kind of dominates everything. But yeah, it has two level caps. It has a car level cap and a player level cap. Mm. And I'd hit the player level cap way before I'd finished the story. And so I was doing... There wasn't any, any experience for anything. Because you don't earn... You don't experience on your car, do you? You only expend, earn experience by upgrading the parts. Yeah, the car experience is all to do with... Well, the car level is all to do with the parts. Yeah. And levelling up certain... Your player level does often... If you get to, like, every three or four levels... That's right. Is, you level up all your cars to, like, by 30 points, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'd hit level 50, like... Loads of missions before the final mission. It's like, well, this is so weird. It just sounds like they've looked at a checklist of things that make an MMO. You've even got actually... perks. You've got perks as well, which you earn, and then you can apply them to each character in the game that you work with. Has their own set of perks that you can upgrade. You can like use your perk points to get bonuses. It's like so, a talent build, or whatever. So it's like... like XP bonuses and breaking bonuses and acceleration bonuses, nitro bonuses, reductions and stores, all that kind of stuff. Um, so there's a lot to it. But I, but I finished it. I don't feel like I, there's nothing to go back to now. I know there's this faction stuff, mm. like that's the end game stuff, really, from what I've I mean, read. As but... far as I know, like the, the base end game stuff is just PvP, and they've got these like platinum upgrades and stuff yeah. that you can get if you're like really good and stuff. But but it's just like going back and doing the same challenges, just getting yeah. a better score mm-hmm. in a faster car. It's like, well, I don't think it, I th- I think it's gonna. I'll probably finish it and then that'll be it. But I do quite like. And that's the thing. What if they had described it as an MMO, I'd have been like, fine. Mm. Yeah, whatever. You know, it's a racing game. Done it. Mm. But it's you like you've got this idea that it's going to be a game that's going to be there for a long time. That they're going to build upon, and it's like, well, I don't really feel that right now. I think they probably are, but well, they will do. Obviously, I don't know but... how that's going to like if it's going to bring you back or not. I doubt it. I don't know. The crew. But yeah, I just kind of feel a bit. It's well buggy, super buggy. There's a lot. Yeah, of cut, there's a lot of cutscenes, or kind of post race scenes where that's all in engine. And like I've definitely seen a few times where the car, other cars have been like going back like upside down across the road, and um, it's like it's quite it's quite amusing when you see like he's like there on his phone talking to whoever it was that's out of the race, and then in the background Still freaking out about there's a car going up on its roof across the ground and stuff it's like <laughs> but somehow I don't really care it's like it is broken, but I still think it's fun. I would recommend the other two big racers over the crew definitely. Assassin's but car it's a different type of it is different different type of racer. And it is fun, but when it's like it's gonna it's gonna drop in price very quickly. I assume. I think if you like big racing games and you quite like stuff where you level up all the time, mm. it'll be worth. I think it's worth a go. Probably when it's like twenty quid, give it, it feels a go. like a low budget racer that was given a big budget by mm. publisher. Do you know what I mean by that? It kind of feels a bit. Yeah. They've clearly mm. spent a lot. The, the world, the way, like the fact that it's so big and they put a lot of detail into it. Like even though it's so big, there's not much like. It doesn't feel like they're repeating stuff that much. There's a lot of variety in it, and they've clearly spent a lot of time building it, and then not as much time or not enough time tu- like fine tuning it. And because it, it performs badly, it's quite ropey looking, um, but it's just massive. I think Ubi's lucky there wasn't a need for speed this year, definitely. Yeah. Um, but 
just one of those, I don't know how it will compete with the stuff that's already there, really. I don't know how, going forward, whether there's space for it. Right. It should have come out and should have been this big online experience, and I don't think it is. So. All right, fair enough. That's the crew. It sounds... I hate the name as I well. Just want, yeah. I just want... I'm going to just go watch the cutscenes, I think, and that'll probably do me. That'll be good. <laughs> You're uh, going to hate them. Uh, yeah. It's Troy Baker as well as the main I character. And he, of course it fucking is. And all the, all the, all the gang members, <laughs> they're like the worst voice acting. Yeah, I don't no, know who they you, got. I, see, you're saying this as, as a bad thing, but this is exactly what I want to hear. Like, I've come off watching The Shield, just all about gangs, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like the least authentic feeling gang thing ever. It's like, it's, I did it's that like gangs him. for like a children's TV show or something. Yeah. It's just That's so... kind of what they did with Driver, though, the last one, San Francisco. Mm. Yeah, it's that same. It does of... have a similar feel to that. I know reflections were involved. They're not the main team, are yeah, they? But yeah. it has that. I mean, the cutscenes in particular have a very similar feel to, yeah. to that game. Um, it's not as good, I don't think, as Driver was. Like Driver no, had a, had more gimmicks that worked, um, and it was a better game overall. But this has. Oh, well, I think I think it says a lot that you know a big part of your conversation has been things that the crew doesn't include that you thought it would, mm-hmm. rather than cool new ideas that it's pushing. So. I don't know. Yeah, all right. Okay, well... It'll have its fans, but... It's got plenty of them. It doesn't really do it for it's me. It's got quite the defence for I say it doesn't really do it for me. I stuck out and I finished it. Mm. Yeah, but... but that, I don't that, know I mean, why I did. To be honest, Gamble, yeah. that doesn't say a lot for me. I, I like, finished Mega Mind Ultimate Showdown. Yeah. So... You're just a bad person. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, fair enough. Chivos, mate. Yep. I, uh, I haven't really played an awful lot this week, although I do want to quickly mention one game called Chaos Reborn that uh, came into early access um, Let me guess. yesterday. Yesterday. It's from... It's turn-based. It's turn-based. It's tactical. It's like from XCOM. It's from Julian Gollop, the creator of XCOM, the original creator of XCOM. Mm. Guy's got some freaking... He's got a strategy mind. And Chaos Reborn is actually uh, kind of a reboot of a game he released in 1985, called Chaos the Battle of Wizards, I think. Uh, or, is that right? Yeah, Chaos the Battle of Wizards, on Spectrum. I want to make sure I didn't get the subtitle wrong, because mm. I, I just call it Chaos. And I never actually played that, because I never had a Spectrum, and I wasn't you born when born. it came out. <laughs> However, I'd unwittingly been playing a, um, a fan remake of, of that game Unwittingly? Called, were you? Yeah, uh, called Cyber Wars. Oh, and, I can just sleep. No, as in, as in I was playing it without realising it was a remake. I, of course, uh-huh. played the game intentionally. It was a Java game that, um, yeah, I just played online and enjoyed it, but didn't realise that it was a remake of a very famous tactical game called Chaos. And so I've got a weird sense of nostalgia playing this uh, Chaos Reborn, even though I didn't actually play the original. And it's a lot of fun. You, um, the general idea is that each player controls... It's largely multiplayer. Each player controls a wizard and... You uh, each turn. You're a wizard, Harry. You, you summon a creature, and there's a percentage to whether or not that summon will be successful. So there's some risk involved if you want to go for one of the more powerful creatures. But you can, instead of casting or summoning a creature properly, you can summon an illusion of that creature, which does exactly the same amount of damage and acts exactly the same as that creature would. But if the other player believes that you've created an illusion, they've got a spell that can get rid of it immediately without right. costing them anything. So well, what happens if they use it and it's not an illusion? It, well, if, if you use it on an illusion, that you get to cast another spell after that. You get mm. to summon something yourself. However, if you use it and it isn't, you've just wasted your turn in terms of summoning things. So um, there's this kind of weird gambling element to it. And 
it's just an extremely smart strategy game. It's very, very straightforward. The games usually last a couple of minutes um, if you're playing just two players. And yeah, I, I'm having loads of fun with it. We'll have to play it, Brattas. You and me. I'm it's good it. with these strategy games. So it's in, um, it's in early access at the moment and it's, it's very bare bones. There's going to be a kind of a single player campaign and um, like a kind of a progression system involved. None of that's really there yet. It's, it's basically a prettier version, a 3D prettier version of that Spectrum game. Um, so if you are purchasing it now, it is very much early access. As, what are your thoughts these days on this early access stuff? Um, Has it changed since we last spoke about it? I, I don't know. I, I tend to... It, it depends on how open the developer is being about where they're at, what their plans are, mm. and what they're doing. I think uh, the best example I tend to go with are people like Vlambeer or Introversion uh, with Prison Architect. The, the kind of developers that are, talk an awful lot about what they're doing, what their updates are. Mm-hmm. You know when the updates are coming, they're very regular. They, um, both Vlambia and Introversion um, like do kind of video updates explaining what's going on and where they're up to. Their Twitter feeds are full of like, you know, information. The ones that are a bit of a problem are when you, you buy into this early access and you've got no idea when the next big change is coming, when the final release is coming, or indeed, if that is ever going to happen, which you know is a case with with some of them. Well, yeah. Uh, See, this is I'm starting to wonder about. Um... I think it's a trust issue. Where you've got to, it, you, you know, it's similar to in, uh, like Kickstarter and crowdfunding projects. Mm. It's not just the game you've got to think about. It's the person behind it or the people behind well, it. That's, that's that's the thing, right? So um, Dean Hall has yep. left Bohemia. Mm-hmm. He's started his own studio. So presumably yep. he's left Daisy behind as well, which he made quite clear earlier in the year. He yep. said he was going to leave. Um, but those people that bought that game, they obviously bought into it thinking it was going to turn out a certain way. Yeah. Now, now that he's left, presumably it's not 100% guaranteed that it will turn out the way that he had envisioned it might do. Sure. Is that not an issue when it comes to early access games when the creator has left that product behind before it's finished? It's a bit of a strange one, is it? I'm not entirely sure what that relationship is. Whether obviously, he's he, got he, any he kind bought of... it, right, I think. I think. Yeah. Um, so that changes it slightly. I but don't know since he's left if there's going to be any kind of overseeing from him or, or whatever. I don't know either. Yeah, but it, it's a little bit weird, isn't it? I think, yeah, if you bought it thinking I want the next Dean Hall game, then he leaves. Then yeah, sure, it's it's a, it sucks. And uh, I, I don't, don't know what I think about it. It's just a it's a new thing, and I'm sort of not sure. I mean, I've never really liked the idea <laughs> of people paying money for a game that's not yeah. finished, essentially. Yeah. Especially when it's like twenty quid or whatever Daisy is, it's around that. And period, I, mean, I think it's and always Daisy a gamble, though, isn't it? I mean, it, it, well. I think it depends entirely. I mean, people as, would, you, as you were indicating, it depends entirely on on the calendar of the developer. Really, yeah. people would argue that Assassin's Creed Unity wasn't finished. Do you know what I mean? And, and yeah. you know, I get it, but yeah, it, it, it's odd. And like, I mean, Daisy was held like the top position on um, Steam in terms of sales for weeks after it launched in early access. Um, you know, it's it's done very very well. It's it's hard, isn't it? It's hard yeah. to say. I, I don't. I don't really know what the. I haven't seen a hugely negative reaction to the news that he's leaving. But I, not, no, I don't, don't want to really, call that out as in a particular yeah, sort of. I don't really follow the, that community that closely. Um, yeah, it's I just wanted as a whole. If that was it, to okay, happen, so, is that an issue? With really, Julian Gollop, if Julian Gollop sold yeah. um, Chaos Reborn onto someone and then left, I'd be really disappointed because I, I very much think of this as being his game, his vision. It's, he's obviously the creator of it originally. Without him. I don't mm. want to purchase it. Like exactly, it, yeah. a big part of it is that name mm. associated with it. So yeah, I think it's just it is a gamble every time. You've got to really think about 
who that developer is and how um, what kind of communication they're going to have throughout. Same with Kickstarter, like you know the, these projects that you know achieve their Kickstarter Kickstarter goals and then go silent. That that worries me. Like yeah. it's kind of like Brett's when when uh, our fans got like into our channel and stuff, and then we replaced Matt and Ellis with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, like, that was disappointing. And they were like, "What? Well, I got into this because of Matt and Ellis." Yep. And then who's this guy? Fuck this guy. Um, yeah, mm. yeah, it's mm. a lot like that. Yeah. I can understand that disappointment. Mm. I miss Matt Nellis. That's really new. <laughs> you didn't work with him. Seem, you seem like a nice chap. I like him. Uh, so yeah, Chaos Reborn. I follow really him on Twitter. He seems alright. I was going to say, I think the best way to experience Chaos Reborn is to, uh, if you, if anyone listening gets the opportunity to do so, I really recommend it. Is to sit next to Chris Bratt when he's playing it, <laughs> um, because uh, some of the chat he was coming out with. Um, was was incredible. Uh, every time he played with somebody, um, he would give them a lot of uh, uh, a lot of sort of chest puffed out chat on the little uh, on the little chat window. If they cast a spell on him that didn't work, he'd be like, "Ha ha ha! <laughs> Not today, sunshine." <laughs> yeah, well, the thing Given- is. That's that's part of the strategy, right? You, I, I do this when I play people on FIFA. Like I think Tom hates playing FIFA with me as a result because because you commentate the whole thing. You, you get in their mind, and then suddenly they're frustrated, and the frustration kind of overrules their more sensible decisions. Watching him type sunshine and chuckling to himself for about ten minutes. Um, what was it? The, the, the guy yesterday you were playing against who had a had a name, a username with Oak. Yeah, it. the Mighty Oaks. The might the um, the Mighty Oaks, and he told the guy. A couple of minutes into the match, um, just to let you know, if I win, I'm going to shout Timber. <laughs> because... Uh, Brad, what is wrong with you? As though I have felled an oak. Do you see where I'm going with that? And of course he won the little shit bag. And, and he typed Timber. <laughs> and I don't think this guy responded to no, you at all. Um, but- <laughs> just this string of messages of you going, not today, sunshine, Timber. I will- I will say though, excluding myself, the, the community on that game seems really nice. I think maybe just because it's just started off. And I bet they all sad, think like, you're a sense. dick. I bet there's a forum out there somewhere. <laughs> Have you played this Bratter's knob end? <laughs> yeah, but it's I, big I, lover. I love how everyone. He wasn't big lover because he was on Tom's Steam account. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't think I'll get away with that." <laughs> everyone's uh, everyone's very friendly on there. It seems it seems like a nice little community around that game. It does actually, because like they were all being very 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 polite to you, even though you were being a total dick. <laughs> He, he started right. There, there was this one match that started, and the name the name of the person looked vaguely Scandinavian. So he went on to Google Translate and looked up how to type uh, "You're going home in a plastic bag, mate" <laughs> in <laughs> Swedish. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. The dark side. And, and, of the, and the guy brothers. and the guy came back and he was like, "Ah, you've been using Google Translate." <laughs> yeah, but that, we we then after that we built up a bit of a rapport. I, I well, the rapport was basically he thought you were a bell and he I was said... being polite about it. <laughs> Still won that game. Uh, yeah, it was fun though. I have to say, I was very uh, very entertained by that. But uh, yeah, if, if you can play, uh, if you can just sit next to Chris when he's playing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, or maybe you've got a local bell end who could play it <laughs> yeah, for you. I mean, you know, just, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there's many, many, uh, many permutations of this. But yeah. yeah, it did look very good, though. Yes. I was getting right into it, and I was like, you know, watching you play it, and I was like, 
uh, you know, the, the, the trees you were putting up as barriers and all the bluffing stuff that was going yeah. on. And, uh, I think that, that, that yeah. I just love the illusion mechanic. The, the, really the sheer tension when you cast an illusion um, as to whether or not they're going to call your yeah. bluff. Because they usually call it on the next turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is, it, that was pretty spectacular. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, so lots of good ideas in it. Um, I will say, so we, we uh, did cover this briefly when I think they, uh, they released a kind of demo for Chaos Reborn, uh, maybe as the Kickstarter launched, actually. And it was, you know, graphically, it, it was really, really, really bare bones. It was just kind of, um, you know, demonstrating how the game works, but it looked pretty ugly. So if you were turned off by that, then, you know, one of the big changes as it's gone into early access is it looks pretty. Like, it still it kept does the look kind really of, nice now. It's got a very strong color scheme for each creature, which is... And it's, all, it's all very painful. luscious sort of greens and foliage and, yeah. Yeah, but nice. if you saw that original video we did and thought, oh, this looks a bit fucking ugly, then that's been remedied. You should maybe yeah. give it a look. Uh, Jim, what have you been playing, man? You been- uh, Dragon Age. <sighs> Nothing but... Dra- I've been absolutely... been getting stuck into Dragon Age. I was stuck into Far Cry 4 before that, stuck into GTA, and then... There's some big games to get stuck into. And then into. Dragon Age came into my life, and uh, I had a very similar experience, because you know, I remember you telling me that. It's like, I remember at first you, you weren't really on board with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, maybe, maybe felt it was a little bit disappointing compared to Origins. And, yep. Um, it was like, and it then, was, a lot of it was to do with the hinterlands when you first arrived in that big exactly, area. Exactly, yeah. There's, been, a, there's been this thing like with the hinterlands or the first area that you properly go into, the first big open area. And probably the biggest in the game, actually. Um, and it's, it's, it's very... It's got a, a hint of the kind of that Ubisoft, there's 20 million map markers and yeah. uh, all indicating things to do of various quality. Um, and uh, you, you kind of do have to do a lot in there. Before you can, because you have to earn this like the power expendable resource yeah. called power to unlock other other missions and, and stuff. just you need to level up so you're an appropriate level. Yeah, to do yeah, the absolutely. Yeah, as well. so it's a bit mental. Um, so up until the bit in the game where all the shit hits all the I fans, everyone, <laughs> everyone talked about this quite a few this. times, but we keep calling yeah. it that moment. Like, we can't... Well, it's like, it's a, it's a before I got to it, you kept saying to me, oh, yeah, you'll know it when it happens. And it, fucking hell, yes, yeah. I did know it when it happened. Proper Bioware. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's like, like... House of Cards. Uh, yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah. Although House of Cards is fucking great from the beginning, to be honest. It's got this, this definite watershed moment where it goes from being a bit of a sort of mediocre RPG and mm. then turns into, holy shit, this is incredible. Um, I'm glad you think the same. And I think... Honestly, getting really excited playing it. I'm probably about 20, 23 hours in now, mm-hmm. I think, according to my save. And you only started playing it about two days ago. <laughs> I know, I've been, I've been plowing into it, I really have. Um, but I think uh, it, it, it's actually made me really excited just for Bioware in general mm. because it felt like with... I, I actually liked Mass Effect, Mass Effect 3 a lot. I did. Like it rounded off that trilogy. I thought that was the best series of that gen. Mm-hmm. Despite the last, you know, the last twenty minutes, the ending was a little bit disappointing. But you know, that that conversation's been had. Yeah, but but I, I love that entire trilogy, whatever. And then, but they had a lot of they had a lot of you know kickback from that. And then they had uh, you know, Dragon Age Two was Dragon Age Two. Shite, let's face it. Mm-hmm. I, um, I don't know that it was like I don't think it was. It wasn't like awful. It, it was just very very different awful, to Origins. It was, it was missed out on a lot. It of had no scale it had it just didn't feel like it had very much ambition mm. it's like they went 
Aye, we've, shame, we've, made a, we've made a city with some houses. Some of the characters yeah. within that story are really good. They it's are, just yeah, that yeah. They, they are trapped in Varric quite a is like the main companion in yeah. Dragon Age 2. Oh, they, they knew they'd made the right call with He's Varric, also the they? main in Dragon Age Inquisition, and he's, he's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but you know, there was a sense that Bioware were maybe really losing their touch. But I mean, Inquisition, it's very similar to the whole Mass Effect Dragon Age, you know, KOTOR formula that mm. they've had established for such a long time. But it really expands on that, and it's very different now. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a lot more modern. Um, and if if this is any indicator of the direction they're taking Mass Effect in with Mass Effect Four, mm-hmm. um, it's very exciting. To well, me. there's like we'll we'll talk about this at a later time. But there there are very strong hints that there will be uh, future Dragon Age games as well. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, obviously, but you know, if if this is the new Bioware well. template. Um, then it, that's very exciting. That's very, very, very good. Who are you playing as? Did you go with the, the Kunari in the end? I went with the Kunari yep. warrior woman. Is it doing um, any interesting stuff? Because I, I only played the. the it really is. That game. Like, like there, there's some very Kunari specific stuff. Oh, that's cool. By the way, people are. Tra- like, people, like, you know, the, <laughs> I've had to tell some people off for calling me an ox. That is, and I'm to basically take them to the side and go. That's that's actually not cool what you mm-hmm. said, yep. and I'm very uh, upset with you. That's and, good. And they go, "Oh, I'm sorry. I've just never met one of you before." And you're like, what, "One what, of me." Oh, there you go again. Stop you know, just it. Fucking Jesus. sit down. Yeah, because I remember um, during the, uh, the just kill him. That that's exactly <laughs> what they expect you to do, though. They think the Kunari are these kind of rage-filled. That's the thing. Beasts. I'll tell you what. I told the Iron Bill to sling his fucking hook as well. You tried, about, it, you tried it on with me. You're talking about like, my romance option there. You tried it much. on with me, and I was like, on your bike, sunshine. Um, have you met the Chargers, though? His, uh, yeah, yeah, they're companions. quite cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah. So have you, have you seen Crumb as well? Um, is it Crumb or Creme? Creme, yeah. Creme, yeah. So uh, there's a really cool blog post that the, yeah. one of the lead writers wrote on, uh, I think it's just on yeah. the Bioware site, yeah. about how his first uh, transgender character in a Bioware game, and one of the first transgender characters in any major like big mm. budget video game as far as I'm aware. And mm. the way they approach that sounds really cool. Uh, mm. If you're interested in character design or, or game design in general. I've not got to really. the bit in the game where you, where you discuss it or anything. He's a brilliant character, yes. Yeah, really uh, as, far, as far as I'm aware, it's, um, it, it is, from what I've read, it's handled really well. Yeah. And in, in that, it's, it's not made into a huge thing. It's mm-hmm. just like, if you choose to ask the Iron Bull about it, it's like, I don't, yeah. I don't, you know, it's not a, it's not a thing. Well, it, well, when they just the they mentioned that blog post again, like they apparently in in some of the first drafts, they they didn't uh, introduce it in the same way, and it mm. was more of a, a, an obvious thing, and um, they ended up realizing that wasn't that wasn't the best way to approach a topic like that. So yeah. I, I don't know. I was just really impressed with with the thought process behind it. To be yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, but yeah, overall, I'm I'm really really happy with it um and it, it did take a little while to get to that point to get properly back into it but um yeah it, it's just such a turnaround from dragon age 2 it really is i mean i remember a lot of people saying if if inquisition doesn't nail it that series is done mm. like um yeah, but I think no I they think have they have really nailed it again a little bit of a slow start yeah. which probably doesn't help it much but i don't think I think anyone who's gonna who's in I think anyone who buys that game is prepared to put in a few hours before yeah. it really uh, opens up. So um, yeah, it's really cool. And it's amazing, like the the difference in the locales as well. Like you know, because you 
every area feels very different. Every region is like, you know, you've got your um, the hinterland, which is very much a sort of fable, kind of uh, very European mm-hmm. medieval fantasy land. Um, and you've got your, you know, your dark woods, your storm coast. I actually think it, um, it so they, they've split the areas in, into like, you can't walk across the border from one area to another. You have to go back to the map and, um, and, and uh, you know, kind of transport to, the, to another area. I think an advantage of that is that they can have these areas be very extremely different to each other because they haven't yeah. got to worry. I think actually, didn't we see this in the crew when you're um, mm-hmm. driving through like the northern parts of America and you'll mm-hmm. just suddenly hit a snowy area yep. and it just it's like that. Yep. Yeah. Grass turns into snow. Yeah, that's, like, that's weird. And, I know, believe from, from the, wow, from the crew road trip video there's the bit where Dave goes, are we in Alaska? <laughs> <laughs> Were we not? <laughs> no. That was oh. a weird video. Um, that's a good video. Yeah. I had fun doing that. We should do another one. That, I think that's the best thing that's ever come out of the crew. Crew on tour, road trip. <laughs> Please, stop. Let's. Stop. stop. Um... Yeah, it, it, the the way they've done it, where they've they, they've got like a lot of little open worlds, representing different regions on mm-hmm. a much larger map, it's got a scale to it, like a narrative scale that feels a lot bigger than something like Skyrim. As as much as I love Skyrim, yeah. and that world is enormous, um, it is a lot more samey than uh, than Dragon Ages because you know at one end of the world in Dragon Age it's desert, like proper. Um, arid desert, yeah. nothing growing in it, and then you know, and then there's the capital city of Orlais, which is basically Dragon Age's equivalent of France. Have you done the Orlais um, story mission yet? Like the I've done a few the, of the Orlais story missions. There's, there's one where you go to the court specifically. Uh, I, that's I actually started that. That's that, the last that thing is an awful lot of fun. I like yeah. that a lot. That's not the end of the game, though, nope, right? No, 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 no. It's a long game. Um, no, but it's it's incredible as well. Like, like that architecture as well. How they it really nails being a sort of parody of not a parody, but a sort of version of France because mm-hmm. it's got all that. Yeah, kinda, not quite a parody. Well, that that grand. Well, some of the costumes. Yeah, but it's got that like that kind of grand sort of architectural willy waving that you see in Paris a lot. <laughs> um, that's what it is. Um, and uh, it's just, it really nails it. And you start to get a sense of, through the lore, and because you've got people from other regions in the world now, because there's the two countries you get to visit in Inquisition are Orly and Ferelden. Mm-hmm. But then, like, there's other, there's, there's other nations like Tevinter, there's, um, I was going to say Akavir, but that's, that's Elder Scrolls. You've got the, the Free Marshes as well. The with, with, like, the Free Marches. All Coco, that, um, and you you uh, you get a real sense of um, all these different sort of competing nations, some bigger than others. The, and, the, the, um, what part of the turning point for me is when the Inquisition goes from being this kind of response to demons actually falling out of the sky to it becomes a political power, and yeah. like the, that moment really triggers, like really establishes the Inquisition as yeah. Um, so I mean that that initial threat. That that initial threat, which you think is going to be the entire game, yeah. is not the entire game, mm-hmm. and that's all. Not to spoil it, but you know, you'll be. It's 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 very surprising how that almost turns out to be that. That's like the that's like the assassination of the you know that, that triggers the first world war. You know, and by the end of the first world war, you have the political situation that caused the what triggered it, 
are, are, are two completely different yeah. things and, 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 and the, completely alien situations. It's something but, they talk about uh, throughout the, the campaign as well, which you rarely get in like world ending, you need to save everything, everyone and everything, uh, please, mm-hmm. like RPGs. They talk about, you know, once we finish with these demons, the Inquisition, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, what's its role going to be? Like they ask you as the, the leader, like, you know, what what are you going to do after this once once you've saved the world? Rarely a question that you answer in in stories like that. Yeah. You don't usually look past the the giant demon. Inquisition's almost about that. Not um, quite. Yeah. Not quite because you know it's 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 just a case of when they think it's over. It is. It's gonna, I, if they do a Dragon but, Age that follows it immediately, though, it's gonna, I have no idea how that works. But so it, it, it's really cool how um, it, it, is, it is almost like about sorting everything out after a after a huge crisis yeah. a huge world threatening crisis because like in every other sort of major rpg you stop the thing that's threatening to end the world and then you, presumably everyone lives happily ever after mm. but this is kind of showing that there is no happily ever after because it's showing like the 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 aftermath of the of the fifth blight as well that you dealt with in the first game yep. in the first game that was there's a blight happening and the end of the game is we've stopped the blight yeah and this shows you that like, after the blight, everything was still fucked. Mm. And after you've sorted this out, everything's still going to, you know, it's, it's, it almost, it's almost like it's got a message of like, there is no happy ever after. Everything is always going to be awful forever. Yeah. Um, which we should, is, you know, it's a nice is, uh, message for an RPG, and that's uh, uplifting Christmas. Game. My life. For that reason, I think that's a good Christmas game. I was going to say, yeah. we are. You tell we're approaching the end of the <laughs> the podcast because Scammell's just injected his first <laughs> little moment of him. I don't know, worrying about his future or his. I was very happy earlier. I thought it's Christmas coming up. Suddenly, <laughs> and now I just realised this podcast. You've gone yeah. downhill. Well, Christmas will soon be over. That's, you can't think about life like that. It's not even started yet, Dave. You get Christmas Day. Christmas Day's great. Then it gets about four o'clock, and you're like, shit, what's that to Christmas Day? You just add it. Well, no, but... Dave, you need to embrace Christmas as a, as a period rather than a day. No, like I, I do, whole, I do. It's the whole Christmas period. Oh, it is, it is. But there are, the, the days after Christmas is just where you go and spend your money on things you get cheap. In it. Think back to, to last night when we were waiting for the X Factor guy and those two Heart FM DJs shifted. Those two what? Heart FM. I thought it said Arse FM. I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'll go with that actually. Uh, yeah. And they, they shouted to the crowd, "Who's looking forward to Christmas?" And no and, one said anything. And it was a very half-hearted. Eh. Yeah. See, you gotta think about moments like that. That's what Christmas is. What Heart FM? It's the, it's, you know, the half, the half-hearted sort of uh, half-hearted yeah. FM. <laughs> oh God, that's be better. Um, yeah. But I thought they did that's an all right job considering what they had to work with. It was awful. I hated every moment of it. Shall I move on to some questions mm-hmm. that we've is had? Is society to? getting over Christmas? Nah. I mean, there's been a few. There's been a good sort of few hundred years of it being like the focal point of the year. But it feels like in recent years, it's people have just been oh fucking. It's all Christmas. about Black Friday now, and queuing up for PS One, PlayStation. Yeah, that's what people care about anymore. I know people who care way more about New Year than than, than Christmas Day. Um, which I've never understood because New Year for me has always just been like I just want to sit in my house. Yeah. But people for for many years would drag me to parties with people. One New Year's Eve, I once watched uh, a fire slinger. Is that what you call them? The people that sling fire around and yeah. do fire displays. Arsonists do this next to my car, and I was like, I was in a very drunk state, thinking if that fire goes anywhere near you my car, you're in a drunk state. 
You bet. On oh, either, yeah. That's what happens you, sometimes. Did, you smashed and started a fight with a smash before. you Oi, oi. I thought, what a silly thing to do. There's lots of petrol around that area. Yeah. There you go. My yeah. car was in the middle of it. Why was there lots of petrol around your car? <laughs> oh, he's thinking. There's lots of cars. There's, like, there's a built-up area. Built yeah, cars. There's in flinging, tanks, presumably. You're, you're flinging flames around. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they were quite good. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why they were doing it. <laughs> is, is anyone tempted this year to go down to the Thames for New Year's no, Eve and get interviewed no. by Fern Cotton no. or whoever it will be? No. I bet you will. Are you going to be around? Can that be our next drive? I might see if I can watch the traditional Edinburgh hogmanay because that's always that's always the traditional Edinburgh hogmanay. That's always terribly shite. What? What's a hogmanay? Hogmanay. Fuck it. It's a story. You said the same word to me, but in an angry tone. It's it's like it's it's like the, what Scottish people call New Year, the Hogmanay they'd celebration. Have, they'd have to have a fucking different word for it. Jesus. I just, okay. it, see, to me, that's just a thing. I didn't realize I'd, I'd have to explain that. Right, but okay. um, instead of Fern Cotton, we got Jackie Bird, who is another person is. you've ever heard of. She, yeah, I know she's a, a news presenter. Yeah, that's right. I've shown Brat pictures of her <laughs> that I have in my wallet. <laughs> um. Okay, let's see. Hi, guys. Love your work. You totally missed a trick on the last podcast, though. Oh. Shit. The best, or at least one of the best PlayStation games of all time was Twisted Metal 2. Yes, feel, I agree. Feel bad for forgetting it. Patrick Denon. No. You're abs- no, you're absolutely no. right. No, it was great. It was really Twisted good. Twisted Metal was the most overrated series of all time. No, Twisted Metal 2 was amazing. No. Fuck Twisted Metal. No, no. You had the level with the... Uh, Who was the guy? Was it Axel? And he was the guy who Rubbish. just stood there and he had wheels attached to his arms and his legs. Is that the one with the clowns Rubbish. and the cars? Clowns and the cars, yeah. Twisted Metal 2 was you know great. What was is there good? a clown car in Twisted Metal? There is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vigilante 8. No, rubbish. Yeah, much better than Twisted Metal. No. Yeah. Vigilante. Twisted, the original Twisted Metal was not great. Mm. Twisted Metal 2, however. Took them the sequel to really find that. That was, that was a very good game and I it's agree with that person. almost as bad as Final Fantasy 7. Are we really going to go here? Jesus Christ. We've done it now. Do you want to upset any other PlayStation fans whilst we're here? Probably. There's loads being upset as we speak. So, Listen, the limited edition version of the PlayStation 4 is just great, all right? It's just great. Should we look it up? Should we look up the hashtag? See what's going on. Live report. Okay, keep going. Um, Look the hashtag up. Alice Brown asks, what do you think of all the Amiibo stock drama? And so that'll be referring to the fact that three of the Amiibos are being discontinued after this current batch, which is... I don't care. The Wii Fit Trainer, The Villager, and Marv? Martin? Marv. Marvin? Oh. Marvin? Okay. <laughs> Marvin. Um, I'd just like to point out, he's not on the podcast right now, but Stephen Burns has added to that problem. Well, Burns is only a small part of it. He's bought three. James bought 20. <laughs> James bought 20 of these figures. Mm. Stealing them from the clutches of, of young children, no doubt, that wanted if, them for Christmas. There was a guy on my Twitter earlier um, complaining about uh, mercenary profiteering, he called it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's a bit dramatic. It's capitalism. It's Amiibos. Just, but yeah. Who? So if you, if, you no. feel, if you feel a little bit... Um, you know, a little bit pissed off about that. Maybe, maybe you've you were hoping to get your hands on one of these for Christmas, and you're being you're gonna have to buy them at an extortionate price. James Ari, but Steve nobody, Burns. nobody want, really wants Wii Fit Trainer, do they? Nobody goes. Mm, I really want Wii Fit Trainer. They only want it because it's part of a collection. It's yeah. Like it's but, they've inflated demand for something people don't want. Yeah, and it's worked. No one tremendously wants well. Well, yeah. That's apart just from, that's what business Mar- is. Right. I don't know who is he that, is. It's quite Emblem. cool. Is that yeah. Fire, Fire Emblem? Emblem, yeah. So yeah. Fire Emblem has fans. I'm sure yeah. those fans are going like, I really want Marth. 
But what about the villager? Not, the villager from uh, the villager. I think possibly they have. That's the one I think they should have done more of. Yeah. Um, just going back to this PlayStation 94 shop. Yep. I feel like this person has missed out on something here. Uh, oh, they're no. going to live to regret. Oh, oh God. They say, at the PlayStation 94 shop, didn't manage to get a PS4 for £19.94. Which, which was the reason yeah. that to was go the there, right? Was offered a limited edition at full price. Hashtag, no deal. Oh, dear. Going to live to regret hell. that. Do you know how much they're selling for on eBay? Because Steve Burns probably does. He's probably got one. Well, there was one. The first one, didn't it go for like 20 grand or something? They, well, there was they one listed all, for 20, they they all I don't know. They won't I don't know go for that, but I reckon they'll go for a There's couple a few, of grand I did have least. a look at online. Just, I was interested to see how this whole thing was working. Uh, yeah, people so, are someone else is, approaching two grand. Someone else has asked a favour. Anyone who can get me a new PS1 style PS4 <laughs> for £19.94, I will love you greatly. I, yeah, no worries. I mean, I've only been queuing <laughs> I mean, all there. night and I can only get one, but yeah. you seem like a lovely Just, person. Because uh, that's going to work. Fucking what? What? Tweet. Tell them that. Tell them they're silly. Tweet them and tell them. If somebody, if somebody, like, if I was told right now that I could get one of those limited editions for three hundred and fifty quid, I'd go for it. Yeah, I'd trade it away. Apparently, the first one on eBay has a buy it now of three and a half thousand pounds. First UK one. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're quite reaching that though with the bids. You would quite easily. Jonathan Ross is there. He's going to get one, isn't he? Of course he is. Given one. Hey, should we go up there now and do an intro with Jonathan Ross? Yeah. I'll take my sign. It's only about 20 minutes away. Let's go. All right. Um, You sure it's only 20 minutes away? No, it's longer than that, but we can still do it. It's brick laid, isn't it? Mm. Cyber Eagle 1X asks, what has been the worst game that you've had to review? I'm going to say Tom Murray's probably got some. The first worst game I've had to review. Well, the crew. The crew's nowhere near the worst game. Um... There's a game on the DS. Right. It's two games, in fact. One of them is a monster truck game, and the other one is a ATV game, I think. Are these two separate reviews? or Two separate games. Right, okay. But they are the same game, except one of them has a monster truck, and one of them has an ATV. And it's appalling. <sighs> it, is, it was so bad. What? It was like, one of them was called Monster Truck something, one of them was called ATV something, <laughs> I think. Was this a Wii game? No, it was DS. Oh, DS. Okay. And they are exactly the same apart from the fact that one of them has the model of a monster truck, one of them has a model Jeez. of an ATV. It was, it was appalling. It was so bad. Is the original formula any good? Like, no, it was just so bad. It's not just the it's, fact it's, that they've reskinned it's awful. it. It's awful. I'm surprised it, it, like it could have been made by one person in their bedroom. But in terms of big games, I think Body Count has to be up there with... Um, you know what? There was the a worst. point where I, I thought Body Count was going to be shite. Mm. And I went and played it. Mm-hmm. And I was showing a little bit of it, maybe half an hour. Mm. I came away, it was like, yeah, it looks all right, actually. So bad. Final game. Jesus Christ. Nah. It's one of the most annoying experiences I've ever had reviewing a game. It's I thought so it was going to be a bit, um, oh, maybe I might be getting this wrong, but do you remember uh, Sega's shooty game where you racked up the points from Bizarre? What, the club? The club. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a bit like good. that, but first Club's person. Good. Yeah. But it's not. Body count is rubbish. Video games have rubbish names, don't they? The original Killzone. Garbage. Mm. Really bad names. Really bad. Killzone isn't a good name either. Killzone's a right name. Killzone, okay. The Club, The Crew. What's their new one they're doing? The top down one they announced the other day. Kill Strain. Kill Strain. No. No. Sony? They need to yeah. change that now. Mm. Kill Strain. It's about DNA. Don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, can I just put an order, Can I put a mention for Bound by Flame? Oh, there? shit. Yeah. That was, that was this year, wasn't it? Was this year, February? Sorry, this year. Yeah. The worst game. Some people like that game. That I've ever had to play. 
uh, the, just the worst game I've ever touched. It's just an absolutely detestable piece of crap. Yeah, and I reckon, yeah, well, it came out at the perfect time to release that. A, a bit oh, of that's a shit the RPG. thing, isn't it? It's um, got lots of people who claimed that it was good and moaned. Imagine if that came out next How dare you give this a two? How, you, how dare you give this a two? I've bought it because it's the only thing I can play in my PS4 that I've just spent 400 quid on. And it's just like, that's why they, that's why it came out when it did. Because it was literally the only, like, sort of passably big meaty RPG that you could play on, on mm-hmm. those machines at the time. It was total garbage. Yeah. So, anyway. I totally would have probably played it if I hadn't seen you do it yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah. God damn it. Uh, Jack Churchill asks, where is Jessica Hyde? Unfortunately, oh. we still don't know that because it's a Utopia reference and they've cancelled Utopia. No. Um, so there's it's that. It's a bit of a weird question. Well, not if you're into Utopia, Tom, which is a fantastic is a TV show. Podcast, Why can't it? people send in Stargate jokes? Stargate shit. Uh, Thomas Quilfeldter. You've got an interesting name, but I apologise for not saying like that it properly. <laughs> is there a correlation between the way one eats a cream egg Ooh. and the order one tackles Far Cry slash Assassin's Creed map icons? No. What? I don't even get the question. Say I'm that again. Is there a, pe- do people are like kind of just shove it all in at once because that is a way of eating a and cream I'm, egg that's me that's that what I do I Just, go I don't like some people leave well, the I, wrapper on the bottom and hold it oh like my a, goodness that's gracious. like a weird technique I'm sorry uh, nobody you have I, to completely pick I bite the, the top off. off and gently lick out the inside <laughs> I knew you were going to say that I knew it I was waiting <laughs> but no I think the answer is no <laughs> no <laughs> uh, shit um, yep that's exactly how I consume my Ubisoft games <laughs> Stop, Dave. That is... A... David Twomey, what are your thoughts on CD Projekt Red's Witcher 3 delay and do you think more devs should take an inspiration from this? Well, considering we've seen a bunch of games released... A lot of talk about this. A lot of talk about... The thing is, like, would they delay it, it seems a good thing. Yeah. If other people delay stuff, oh, they're terrible. What I they're don't doing? know. I Often it is. I think I, they I, get away with stuff. I think at the moment it's a lot easier because the games that have come out have not been finished. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I think, so I think that's completely just a decision. I've got no problem with it whatsoever. It's a huge open world game by the looks of it. And no, no, no. But what I'm saying... Too many what I'm things saying, that are, are broken when they come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So. If Assassin's Creed, Drive Club and all that hadn't happened and they'd gone, oh, we've delayed it again by another couple of months, I think we'd have seen a lot more reaction going, oh, God's sake, oh, I just want to play The Witcher. Oh, blah, blah. Yeah. But now people, yeah, there would have been that yeah. side of it, like, oh, I respect your decision, that's great. But... I yeah, think we've actually that's seen, we've seen examples of what happens when you don't exactly, delay it. Exactly, yeah. So, so it's been it's not coming out until May now, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally due this autumn, wasn't it? Yeah. Originally, yeah. Yep. I, I'm, I'm, and then they said there'll be no more delays once they have delayed it to yeah. February. I'm looking forward to playing it, but I'm I'm more than happy for it to, to yeah. be delayed. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much on that side of the fence. I can't wait to get uh, uh, get two thirds into The Witcher Three and and realize that I have absolutely no fucking idea where the story is or what I'm doing. Yeah, why I'm fun. doing it. But like every Witcher game so far. But you won't care because it looks really pretty. Yeah, so it'll be fine. Everyone loves it's Geralt fine. of Rivia. He's all right. Um, He's okay. Namco's delayed a lot of games. Just delayed a. Uh, Project Cars as well, didn't they? Mm. So. Project Cars. I say a lot of games, there's two. But that's two of their big ones. But, I mean, you can really sort of go, yes, other developers should take take uh, inspiration from this. Because it's, 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 it's a decision that a developer will make if they if, think, yeah, if yeah we need more time yeah. on this, so we're going to change our plans. Well, that was one of the things that... that, that there's nothing... It's like, you, you can't... Yeah, well, go, I think, I think, well, everyone should delay everything, no, because that's a good decision. I, I th- yeah, I think they're hell. talking specifically about some of the, you know, 
like games like Unity and and you yeah. know. Well, well should, should should Ubisoft retroactively be inspired to? Uh, I think they're being. Well, you stop enough, being so <laughs> awkward. All right, you know what he meant. Don't be a prick about it. It's fine. One of the things right? highlighted in uh, Polygon's THQ article yeah. that went up yesterday was that uh, I can't remember who said it, but there was a, a quote basically saying that THQ's attitude was to the devs: "It was you've said it, we finished by this date, so it'll be out by this date." Really? And there was no sort of room for delaying it, essentially. I reckon and that was Simon Miller, wasn't it? Laying down the law. <laughs> <laughs> Back in his THQ days. Yeah. Uh, oh, Simon. They send him round as the muscle. <laughs> <laughs> Where's home front? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the SpongeBob game? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Don't. Don't release your games too early. If the Everyone wants, look, or you'll end look, up like THQ. If delays make a better game, provided they're not delayed too heavily, because, I don't know, would you rather play a, an amazing game that came out two years after it's supposed to, or a very good one that came out two well, years Two years prior? is a bit extreme, isn't it? All right, but, let's, but like, back in the day, like Perfect Dark, so that was delayed for years, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. It seemed like... You it don't was... get those big delays these days mm. as often, but... Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't released in autumn of this year. I feel like I feel like I had, I had too much more. Dragon plates. Age and Witcher going head to head. That'd have been good. There's no great. doubt that mm. stuff like Assassin's Creed, had they delayed Assassin's Creed to like say this week, mm. it'd have done a lot better for them because it would have been less reputation wise. Reputation wise, they would never have had because it's the backlash. The question was is, so it would strong. it have affected sales at all? Like, they did it with Far Cry Three, didn't they? they what I that think, back to December, yeah, didn't I, seem to. I think it was really, really. Uh, I think the decision as well that made the Ubisoft thing look even more ridiculous is the fact that they had two Assassin's Creed games out mm. on the same day because mm. um, yeah. you, you can point at that and just be like well you, you're this is this is a really bad plan like where is stop it stop it where well, are your priorities which one Rogue was meant to come out after right after Unity Unity was meant to come Unity out Unity was like, meant to come out two weeks earlier and, and they then delayed they delayed it, delayed it the same what did Rogue cause that issue then for them force them to have to release it on that day did they sit there think we've put all of the budget into Unity. We can't get Rogue out first because Rogue may then take a bigger amount of sales and Unity sales then... Because to them, it's just return on investment, right? They see a, they have a sheet, spreadsheet that goes, we put this much money into the game, therefore we're going to make this much money profit out of it. And if they have another product that could potentially cannibalise that, surely their sheets will go, nope, you're getting it out on that day, otherwise the return is not so great. Hmm. Could that have been an issue? I don't well, know. you think maybe, Possibly. but then why do they have four games within like two weeks of each other? Yeah, yeah, but not yeah, but they're four different types of games. I know, but still. <laughs> are they? Are not they, Dave? Well, they will have radio towers in. Yeah, kind yeah. of. It's radio tower unlocking simulator, isn't it? Okay, Jim's trying to pretend that he doesn't love that. No, but like if Assassin's Shut Creed, <laughs> they want it out for Christmas. But if it had to come out this Friday, yeah, yep. I think it still would have done absolutely fine. Mm. So and no. it wouldn't, and if they had fixed it. It would have had like the thing. I can't see how next year. Then I don't think they'll do the same thing again. Like if it is not ready, they'll have to hold it back a bit because they can't. New studio, right? Well, yeah. Mm. I don't think that. um, I don't think that releasing it later would have necessarily fixed it though, because it's probably in a better state at this point now than it would have been if it came out later. Because I mean, a lot of the things that they have to fix, they don't know they have to fix them until it's in the wild and these bugs are actually encountered. True. You know, because with the biggest QA team in the world, you can still miss things in a game that that's Yeah, but there's some that stuff bit. that shouldn't have been missed, like the falling <laughs> through the floor and all that sort of, the animation yeah. glitches and things. They're the stuff you can tidy up. Mm. But 
All right, okay, well, we've just had to cut something, so... Sorry. Think, don't tell people you've had to cut it. <laughs> it's funny now, isn't it? Um, so My fault. Shall we... Pop- Again. <laughs> it's all right, Dave. It's all right. You know, I know towards the end of the podcast, you know, you have to get this stuff. He always, I was thinking to myself, this is going to be... Considering you're not going to edit this, Jim's going to have an easy time doing yep. this because it's gone quite smoothly. And then, and then Dave. And he has to... I'm so sorry. Wade in, doesn't he? Uh, he didn't even say anything that bad. No? No, it's just didn't really say anything. Yeah. <laughs> right okay just sort of went on a rant and didn't know what my end my end game was yeah. what, you know. I think that just describes this podcast a lot of the time doesn't it yeah. well shall we uh... someone having a wank <laughs> Dave please <laughs> <laughs> sorry Sh- I think we should probably end the podcast now why it's getting good let's start talking about games and stuff we just what do you think we've just been doing any more questions where are the voicemails is anyone looking forward to uh... don't worry about it. Christmas yeah, we're having a Christmas party. What's happening? Can we invite people in no, to have a Christmas party no, with us? You, you do this. You do this at the end of the podcast as well. You start sending out invitations to meet at the pub. <laughs> it's a, really weird. I'm a social animal. I'd like <laughs> people. I'm a social animal, right? Yeah. We go to the pub. That doesn't me, sound great, you know. Myself and Bratton's are regular attendees of the pub in Croydon. <laughs> the, 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 the one pub, pub in Croydon. If you'd like to come to the pub... Meet us there. Say Stop hello. It. Stop it. What kind of gravy you use on Christmas dinner? Because I put a lot of thought into this this year. I don't really I'm know. I'm more of a stuffing man. Yeah? Yeah, well, I like stuffing, think, yeah. yeah. You can as well. Substitute gravy. They're not I mean, the they're stuff. not mutually no, exclusive. No, I know, I know but I'm, I'm thinking in my head, oh, oh, the stuffing's going to be lovely. Yeah. yeah. I like it. And the gravy, the gravy's lovely. I'll tell you something, right? If you're doing your roast potatoes, get a bit of goose fat involved. You've set yourself up for a treat there. Big news, big news. I made gravy the other day. But... <laughs> I didn't realise that when it boils, it thickens up. So I'm there, it's a bit watery, a bit watery. Imagine more of the Oxo gravy or whatever it is in there. Do instant? I don't know what. Bisto, maybe it's Bisto instead. And pouring so it in. So when you said you made gravy, yeah. <laughs> you mean you made it up from Bisto? Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, right, I'm not okay. sure. Really and it's thickening but... up, thickening up. I'm stirring it, stirring it, adding more Bisto, adding more Bisto. And I ended up, it was just like a solid brick. I couldn't eat it. <laughs> I think you probably used most of a tub of this. I kept though. trying to add more water to it. It just wasn't good. Oh, God, oh, suddenly yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. like four litres of gravy. Because you've got a solid block of Bisto. It was amazing, in the fact that I'd actually made gravy. You but though, An you? industrial you cake. You did not make the gravy. I am I love that. an Such excellent chef. I cooked a pizza here once. I have to say, though, in terms of gravy, I love that. Just, just that original Bisto is still like... Still does it. It's still perfect. I'm going to try and get out of here. Thank you very much for listening to this week's. I don't want it to end. Can we just keep talking, Jim? UK podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you here with us today, and I'd like to thank everyone. How many podcasts do we have left this year? One, isn't it? One next week. One next week. Can we do a special Christmas podcast? We might might better do a special one. We'll see. Not guaranteed. Like an end of year roundup. Not guaranteed, but there might be. If there's time. I hope so. Let's do it this afternoon. Do you guys remember getting Christmas dinner in school? Yeah, Yeah. I do. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to the UK (laughs) podcast. It's been a pleasure, and thank you to my co-hosts, Laurel today, Tom David Scammell. I love you very much, and Jim Trinker. Bye. Goodbye. (laughs) 